Welcome to the Colonel Cast, the official podcast of the Curry College Athletics Department, a proud partner of your Curry College Colonels. What's going on, everybody? We have made it to episode 10 of the Colonel Cast. As always, I'm Paul Blow here with Chris and Clay. What up? What's up? And we are going to have a very full house later on. We will be welcoming in guests from the class of 2021 and 2024, virtually, of course. But before we get there, we have a new segment to introduce. A brand new one. This is probably my favorite one that we're going to do. So, Clay, we have you guess the sport every once in a while, but that led to the idea for a brand new segment. While Chris and I write game recaps when we're having games and we're in season, whenever we mention a student athlete in our recap we have to include with their name their hometown and once you work a full season with a team and mention certain names 20 times in a row you get to be pretty familiar with these hometowns and for some reason Chris is especially good at this so our brand new segment that we're introducing today is called guess the hometown Does Chris have what it takes, or will we stump the SID? This is Guess the Hometown. I'm so ready for this. All right, Chris, so since you've only been here for five years, we're going to limit this to members of the class of 2017 through the class of 2023. We're going to give you their class year, their sport and their name, and you're gonna have to give us their hometown. Okay, cool. I'm ready. Let's Are you this. ready? Are you ready? I am ready for this. All right, let's so go. First <laughs> student athlete ever on Guess the Hometown from the class of 2017, going as far back as I can from the men's ice hockey team. It's Brett Sinclair. Brett Sinclair, goalie from our hockey team, 2017. I'm going. St. Catharines, oh, Ontario. That is incredible. <laughs> Let's go. That is amazing. Let's go. Wait, can you confirm it? Where, where is he from again? Just for confirmation purposes? You said. You got it? it. I said St. Catharines, Ontario. How do you know that? that? Unbelievable. <laughs> Clay, go ahead and give us the second one. He's going to get this one, too. All right. So this might be like a layup line here. From the class of 2017, from the women's soccer team, and also a member of the women's lacrosse team, her name is Kelly Parker. Kelly Parker from the class of 2017. I believe it's Brantford, Connecticut. Yeah, two for two. Layup lines. <laughs> Love it. Her sister Katie Parker is currently enrolled here as a member of the women's lacrosse team. That's correct, yeah. Chris, we have a couple more names for you here. This one, I'm trying to challenge you a little bit. From the class of 2019, she was a cheerleader. It's Madison Cook. Why Why do I feel like I know this name? You do. From from my hometown, maybe. Oh, my goodness. What do you live? North Situate, Rhode Island. That's that's crazy, dude. I, I, don't know. I can't. That's nuts. I can't believe this. <laughs> that's mind-blowing. What is going on? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Clay, go ahead and give the last name. I'm but doing he's this a, one? He's about to go four for four. For our fourth and final one, this is probably another layup line. She is a current member of the women's soccer team from the class of 2021, Bella Shields. Bella Shields. Lakeville, Mass. Make sure he doesn't have the dock. I know he doesn't have the dock. (laughs) I know he doesn't. Wow. Four for four. Let's go. Four for four. What a start, Chris. 
we will come back to this segment in future episodes, but now I don't know if I want to. I I'm just going to go I just like got to continue my run. I, Holy I, So cow. now you're full. Like, if you can go through three weeks with not missing one, I will be super impressed. I told you all he was good at this. <laughs> That's, That's very go. impressive. We are going to welcome in our guests for today. We have a few student athletes that we're going to chat with. From the class of 2021, from our women's soccer team, we have Bella Shields. Hi, everyone. From women's tennis, we have Allison Daigle. Hi. And from the class of 2024, on our women's volleyball team, we have Haley Ferreira. Hey. And from our men's soccer team, we have Owen Bynum. Hey, how are you guys? Thank you for having me on. So Haley and Owen, what made you ultimately decide to come to Curry College? So I was looking for a D3 school in New England that was close to Boston or a major city and had my communications major. Um, and then Curry had a nice little campus and wasn't too far from home. So decided to pick Curry. And what about you, Owen? Uh, so just in the start of my recruiting process, uh, I just felt I just felt love from Curry just from the jump. And they had a really good academic program for me. Um, I won, I'm a communications major. Um, and then also just the culture that uh, the Curry College Soccer just had. I, I just wanted to be a part of that culture. I, I wanted to play um, straight out of high school as well. So the D3 level um, for me at this point is, is a good option for me right now. This question is for Bella and Allison. Since you have been here for four years now and played each of your first three seasons as Colonels, what advice would you give to the members of the class of 2024 who still may be trying to get their footing? Um, my advice would be to just be open to new things and to put yourself out there and like get as many experiences as you can. And just, I know it's hard with COVID and everything, but just to make connections and put yourself out there and everything. Fantastic. I say to just enjoy every moment of it and make every second count because you never know when the last time you're going to step on the field is. So just leave it all out there and don't have any regrets once you're done. So this one's for Owen and Haley. Athletically, how has your experience so far at Curry differed from what you went through in high school? Uh, definitely the competition is, is just better overall. The intensity in the practice sessions, just the overall environment just created by just the, the overall atmosphere is just is the overall change, I would say. I just think in high school, it was kind of like you kick the soccer ball and run around, just have some fun with your friends. But at the college level, you're really there and you're, you're just trying to win a championship. And Haley? Practices so far have been a lot longer and we actually do workouts, which I like because it's more like training your body for the sport you're playing instead of just playing the sport and going from there. So mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. I like like focusing on what's going to make me stronger for the sport I play. And my coach is a lot more wise and he's like a man of few words. So like he'll say Definitely. something and then it just <laughs> yes. makes you think you're like, ah, yeah. So I like that. Yeah. So this next question is for Bella and Allison. There might be a lot of obvious answers to this question under the circumstances that we've been going through during coronavirus, but could you give a little detail as to how this season has differed from your previous seasons here playing as a Curry Colonel? Well, obviously this has been a lot different because we didn't play any actual games and we had to do social distancing rules. 
So we didn't have a preseason, which normally our team gets super close during, but we did a lot of other things to make our team super close. Like we went on hikes. We've been doing like meeting at the field to play like pickup in like a socially distant way. We make like Snapchat groups or do Zoom calls just to stay in contact. But obviously without having games, we've had to try to stay active in ways we never thought we would have to before. So it's been different because obviously games are a big part of soccer and not having like a conference tournament was hard, but we'll hopefully get back to it in the spring and show what we can do. Sweet. And Allison? So obviously, since uh, we don't have matches this year, there's a lot less time spent together as a team. But fortunately, we have practices and we practiced for eight weeks, which was really fun and just like got to, you know, practice skills that will help us be better for when we get to play matches again. But yeah, just there's not a lot of time like traveling to matches and stuff like that. So yeah, it's different, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> Compared to last year, it's completely different in, in so many aspects. Mm-hmm. So like you just said, things are a little bit different here, not only for Curry College Athletics, but for the campus community as a whole here. But the most important aspect is that we continue to maintain our social distancing and wearing our masks. We are about four weeks away from the end of the semester as the final exams approach here, but As we push here on the Colonel cast, it is so important to hashtag keep Curry safe. We're almost at the finish line, guys. It's kind of crazy how we're almost done here. Absolutely. So like always, keep Curry safe and let's get to that finish line. Yep, we've made it this far. This one is for our first years. As we've said a few times now, this season has been very different athletically. But what changes have you had to get used to academically? Has it been an easy transition for you? Changes academically, I would say it's a lot more independent work. Like it's a lot more reading and like maybe an online module. And then you come into class, like already having taught yourself that information and the teacher just like expands on that. I went to like a private prep school. So I already had like a lot of homework and I took a good amount of AP courses and stuff. So the transition hasn't been too hard. I feel like I'm dealing with my workload and like time management pretty well. Even though I'm a procrastinator and everything, it's still working. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I think it would definitely be a harder transition for me personally. I think with the there wasn't much closure to my senior year, and kind of the teachers just brushed our way through our last year academically. So just starting at the college level academically was just a big change for me. The workload, um, the classes, just being more accountable for yourself it was definitely a big change. Um, but overall, I think I'm adapting well. My teachers have done well with the adaption. Overall, I think I'm doing well right now. Awesome. That's great to hear. This question is for Bella and Allison. I know it may be too early to ask this question, but are either of you thinking of using your extra year of eligibility next year? And if not, what are your plans after graduation? So that's definitely something that I was considering to use my extra year. I'm an elementary education major. And I know that I'm going to get my master's right after graduating, but I'm not sure where yet. And I'm not sure the programs, I'm going to look more into that during winter break. But that's definitely an option that I was considering. But, you know, we'll see during winter break. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wherever that step takes you, good luck. Thank you. (laughs) And what about you, Bella? So I actually have two years, but I don't plan on using either of them because I actually have a torn ACL right now that I have to have surgery on, which is six to nine month recovery. So instead of playing, I'm going to go right into law school. I've applied to 10 law schools, so I'm just waiting for my results to come back. And next fall, I'll be studying law. (laughs) (laughs) Studying hard. Yeah, that's fantastic. Good luck. Thank you.
We are going to jump into one of our favorite segments here. This is Welcome Home Colonels. Welcome home. All right, so our newest colonel today from LaGrangeville, New York, on our women's lacrosse team, it's Amanda Benedetti. Welcome, Amanda. Welcome, Amanda. Welcome to Curry. Uh, this one's going back to the first year student athletes here. Even though you haven't been able to play any games at, at all whatsoever, what have your coaches been doing with your team specifically to keep you in game shape and ready to go? So the practices we've had so far, um, they've just been really high intensity. Honestly, the first week was just an introduction to the Curry College lifestyle and how they want to play soccer there, the overall culture of the team. So it was just simple passing drills, passing patterns, um, and then overall just me and the guys and just me and my new family overall. But for now, I think we, we really have a good chance of being a great team in the future. We found the little tweaks we need to make during this preseason. If we end up do having a season, I think, I think we'll have a lot of success. And what about you, Haley? As I said before, we've been doing a lot of workouts. So I think we do more workouts during practice than we would if it was like normal. Um, we haven't been doing any scrimmaging or anything, but we do a lot of quick drills that'll get us a lot of reps. And we got this fancy machine called the Air Cat, which is a little blue demon that <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred miles per hour. We wow. use that like in place of serving or in place of hitting like for less contact on the balls and stuff. So we've had to adjust to that one, but we're grateful to have that machine and be able to continue with that. <laughs> nice. Lit. So for Haley and Owen, even though we're getting closer and closer to the end of your first semester here, and y'all have already gained some great experience as Curry student athletes, do you have any questions for our seniors? Uh, yeah, I have a couple questions. So how have your teammates been helping you cope with like not having a senior season? And how do you cope on your own time? So my teammates have been great. We had a senior day, our last practice of the six weeks that we had, which was super nice. So instead of doing it after the last game of the season, we did it at the last practice. So it was nice to just have them make posters for us and just appreciate us being there. And also like the athletics department has been great too. I know Chris has come to a few of our practices and announced our names for like inter-squad scrimmages, which was super nice. So that's how my team and the athletics department has helped. As for myself, I just try to keep myself busy. I like to work out on my own. I mean, right now it's kind of hard with like my torn ACL, but I just like to stay active by running, biking, lifting or whatever. So that's how I've been dealing with it. Nice. So we have a small team, obviously, and one person's a sophomore and one's a freshman. And then there's another senior. Um, and we've actually been practicing with the boys team as well. And just because I guess I know them for four years and then like the freshman obviously is like new this year, but she fits in really good on our team. So I don't know, just like we all get along and we all just like practice together and we have like a really fun time. That helps me cope, I guess. <laughs> What would your senior self say to your freshman self, um, both academically and athletically? Wow, this is a good one. I feel like my freshman self was a lot more focused on academics. Like I've always really been into it. But maybe try to like pace your time and balance, like spend more time with friends and stuff like that but also get your schoolwork done and you know just like have like a nice balance like that's the key to everything honestly 
Um, athletics, just like put it all out there and like try your best like every day. My coach freshman year was different than my coach that I have now. And I actually, I don't know, freshman year was interesting because I came on with an injury and then I worked my way up to playing, I think, fourth singles that year. Keep pushing and like keep striving and don't like if you have like a bad day, just keep going and work your way up because you'll get there. Awesome. And what do you think, Bella? My senior self would tell my freshman self to just keep working hard. I think it's been a great four years. I don't think I've really struggled in either way, but to just keep pushing yourself because you do accomplish anything you really put your mind to. What have you been doing with all the free time left over from not having to travel and play in games? Um, I work at We Got Soccer, actually, so it's a great store. You know, so I'm not playing soccer or traveling for soccer. I'm selling soccer shoes and other equipment. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm always doing something related to soccer, so it's always a good time. Nice. And Allison? Honestly, I feel like I haven't had a lot of free time, which is going to sound really weird, but like, I feel like since I'm a senior and like education major that I've had like a lot more work to do and stuff. So I've been focusing a lot on my academics as well as trying to hang out with a small group of friends just because I miss them all during quarantine and we only have like this semester and the next semester left. So just, you know, like spending my time balancing between schoolwork and like hanging out with friends as well as tennis. Wow. What's your greatest moment as a Curry College athlete? My favorite sports experience was beating Roger Williams for the first time in 15 years. It was just such a milestone, and we've all worked so hard for it. So it was so cool to celebrate with everyone. Allison? Wow, there's been a lot of experiences that I can think of, but my favorite experience was probably pre-COVID. We went to Florida to play matches for a week during spring break. And I feel like even though, like we went my sophomore year, my um, junior year, because we didn't go freshman year. I feel like this past year, junior year, spring break trip was really fun. We really like built the team a lot and it was just, we had a really great time. And then that's when we all found out too that we weren't coming back to school because of COVID. And then we knew that. So we found that out on a Wednesday and we knew that we were coming back on a Saturday. So then we just tried to spend as much time like together as possible and like hitting, like doing extra practices and like just hitting on our own because like we didn't know the future. So, you know, just like taking it all in and everything and enjoying ourselves but like in responsible ways and um like school appropriate obviously yeah <laughs> awesome good answer and then last one i guess like what you just said kind of leads into it but um what are some silver linings you found in this difficult situation i think this time has like changed people for the better it teaches you how to think on your toes kind of be creative in ways you never thought you would have to before with like communicating with other people staying active when the gyms are closed and like not having games so it pushes you to be a better version of yourself in a way because things aren't easy. So going through the challenges just makes you better. Just like don't take things for granted. I, we thought that we were going to have a senior season. Again, like advice to the freshmen is just like take one day at a time and just like be open. All right, great. Good answers, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us and we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Guys. See you later.
All right, everybody. As always, if you're looking for a job on or off campus, remember to check out Handshake. And over the next couple of weeks, there's going to be an extra incentive. If you activate by November 18th, you'll be entered to win a Google Nest Hub. So that's pretty cool. But I also have another push I want to do here. I'm a little late on this one, but I want to give a shout out to International Dwarfism Awareness Day, which was on October 25th. Thankfully, we're still within the awareness month, which is October. But anyway, I have a niece with achondroplasia, and she is just the cutest little girl you've ever seen. She's just five. Well, actually, she's almost six now, but she is so stinking smart, and she loves to sing. But getting back on topic, there are fewer than 20,000 cases of achondroplasia every year. But a great way to celebrate the Awareness Day and Awareness Month is to learn more about achondroplasia, which is something I'm still working on. And I would encourage all of our listeners to just take a couple minutes and do the same. I mean, a lot of people of short stature lead very fulfilling lives and are very active. Many people affected by achondroplasia drive and complete their education, get married, have kids of their own. So there's no reason to see them as any different than you or me just because of their stature. So as I wrap up here, I just want to give a quick shout out and say, Emma, you're awesome. And you should definitely rock on. Emma, you're <laughs> awesome. So we have a couple more segments to get to before we wrap up the episode here. Here's one we haven't touched on since episode six. This is Mr. Wrong. Some things we may say are not totally right. Here is Mr. Wrong. So we haven't touched this one in a while because, well, frankly, we had to give ourselves more time to say things that didn't turn out to be correct. So <laughs> yeah. let's jump right into it. And from episode four, while we were talking about the NBA, this was back in the Eastern Conference Finals when the Celtics were taking on the Heat. I hope they win in six games. <laughs> I agree. I'm hopeful that the Celtics take this in six. Nope. Yeah, who was right? Who was right? Not us. What do you mean? I was right. You were not. They're going to beat the Celtics. <laughs> they beat the Celtics. Your prediction was the Celtics. It's no. six. Yeah. I said that he was going to beat the Celtics. No, you were taking the Celtics in six there, and I backed you up. So All right, that's fine. We'll, we'll go down together with that ship. Staying on the NBA, later on in episode six, we were chatting about the finals. Do we have early picks for this year's champion? My heart is going with the Heat, but my head is going with the Lakers. Yeah, I say Lakers in six. You, you are both wrong. The Heat are going to win in game five of the NBA finals. <laughs> I stand by that remark to this day. Was it Lakers in six? It was Lakers in six. Let's go. I mean, like, really? the, the I mean, reason this clip is included is because Clay just made probably the worst prediction <laughs> of the NBA season. But way more <laughs> impressive is that Chris hit the nail right on the head. So let's let's dwell on the positive there. And dwell not, on the positive. And not whatever Clay said. <laughs> the, coming off of the NBA, but still in the What's Happening Around Pro Sports segment in episode four, I had some opinions on the Buccaneers' offensive line. The Bucs made improvements this offseason, definitely, primarily at quarterback, but you still have a 40-something-year-old quarterback yeah. with an average offense. I would oh. say maybe, maybe even a subpar offensive line. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Yeah, so I had some strong opinions there, but through seven weeks, the Buccaneers' offensive line 
has surrendered the third fewest sacks in the entire league. Really? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they've surrendered eight. Compare that with the Pats. Yeah. They've given up 13. Wow. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm willing to own that one. In the same episode, I was chatting about Brady trying to prove himself without the benefit of being coached by Bill Belichick. After one week, it looks like he's not going to be able to do it. No! Yeah, so after one week, we talked about Cam being 1-0 and Brady being 0-1. Since then, the Bucks are 5-1, and and the Patriots are 1-4. So yeah. I think Brady has done a pretty good job of proving himself. Especially last down week, there in too, Tampa. this past couple, this past weekend. Exactly. He's putting himself back in the conversation of the elite tier of quarterbacks. Last episode, we were chatting about how the Patriots went through a really rough week, didn't really get to practice before the Broncos game, but Cam took responsibility for the loss, and instead of pointing fingers at his teammates, he stuck the thumb at himself, really, and tried to keep his head up moving forward. I really believe that improving himself and keeping his head up is going to show the rest of the team what they have to do as well. No! Yeah, I don't really think that anybody on the team knew what they had to do this week. They got trounced by the 49ers, and I don't think there are a whole lot of reasons to be optimistic that change is going to come quickly here. In episode five, we've got one more in the NFL. We were chatting about which teams at 2-0 wouldn't make the playoffs and which teams at 0-2 would make the playoffs, and these were my thoughts on the AFC wildcard race. But I think it's going to be a three-way race for two wildcard spots between Houston, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. No, Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. since then, well, really the first reason this is incorrect, we talked about last time we did Mr. Wrong. Since the NFL expanded their playoffs, there could be, well, there will be three wildcard teams who come out of each conference. So theoretically, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Houston could all be wildcard teams rather than having to fight for two spots. But since that prediction was made, Two of those teams lead their division and right now don't have to worry about fighting for wild card spots. And the other team is nowhere close. Mm-hmm. Houston still sits with only one win. And right now they're worrying about the short term, trying to make some improvements and cannot yet picture themselves fighting for a playoff push. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Last week, we wrapped up our best of Curry bracket, and we now know who the champion wound up being. But back in episode three, when we drafted those competitors... You doubled up on a lot of sports there. I think that's a smart move. Uh Uh-oh. So, Clay, you thought that the right strategy was to double up on a bunch of sports, but only one of the sports you doubled up on got out of the first round, which was women's basketball, and only one of those two picks made it, which was Emily Irwin's career, which you then traded to me. I did. But interestingly enough, Chris had only one sport where he had two competitors, which was baseball. And both of his baseball picks moved on to the second round, and one even made it to the finals. Yeah. Staying on the best of Curry bracket in episode five, after that trade took place, I said, Emily, if you're listening, welcome to Team Paul, and I think we can get you to the final. 
Yeah, this one is a little bit of a stretch, but as we all remember, unfortunately, Emily did not make it to the final. She was really close. Her career was very close to beating the 08 men's soccer team in that second round matchup, but she was not able to come away with the victory, which would have put her in the finals. And then the last one we have on the best of Curry bracket here, back into that first episode, episode three, where we drafted them. So we're going to find out who will ultimately get the bragging rights of having the champion on their team, having the best of the best. That's me. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be. Oh, whatever you say. Mr. Wrong. What is that? So, Clay, what did we see? That I had a close, close second. Yeah. <laughs> close second. Decent. But couldn't quite close the deal as the cheerleaders took the championship on the bracket. Moving on into the MLB in episode five, we were getting to the end of the regular season and talking about which teams would play 60 games. All teams look like they're actually going to play 60 games, which sure didn't look like it was going to happen early on. No. Yeah, they got pretty close, but at that point, I neglected to research that the Tigers and Cardinals had two games canceled by that point, not postponed. So regardless of what happened in the final week, those two teams actually only wound up playing 58 games in the season and didn't make it to their full 60. So the last one I have here actually doesn't belong in Mr. Wrong, but would belong if we did Mr. Right, I guess, because this is a clip that never made it into the episode. Clay, you and I were chatting off pod just kind of in a break we had, and while we were still in the midst of the Major League Baseball regular season, I said this. Probably, honestly. I want them to win the AL. Yeah, they will. But I, I don't know if they're going to get through the Dodgers. The Dodgers are angry. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> so I know it was tough to hear, but what I said was the Rays are going to win the World Series, probably. I want them to win the AL, but I don't know if they're going to get through the Dodgers. The Dodgers are angry. And here we are. Angry and Dodgers. Here we are. <laughs> the angry Dodgers one, one game away from defeating the Rays in the World Series. Yeah. So before we even started the postseason, I inadvertently made this World Series pick that could end up being true. So Crazy. that's pretty cool. And by the time this episode releases, we will find out if that is true. We will know exactly who the World Series champion is indeed. All right, now that we've made it through all of those, let's make some more potentially incorrect predictions <laughs> and check out what's happening around pro sports once again. Here is your weekly update on professional sports. So to kick off what's happening around pro sports, we are down to two teams left. And like we mentioned in Mr. Wrong, Paul was Mr. Right about this. Sort of, I guess. Kind of, I mean, <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, we might find out if that Mr. Right is going to be true by the time this episode releases. But the Los Angeles Dodgers are up three games to two against the number one seed AL champions, Tampa Bay Rays. Game six will be held tonight on Tuesday, October 27th. By the time this episode releases, you will find out if the LA Dodgers are going to be crowned World Series champions. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, it's been a great series so far. Randy Rosarena has continued to just go off and set postseason records, even as a rookie. What's interesting is that game four was the first time in this series that the losing team scored more than five runs 
And then game five was the first time that the winning team scored less than five runs. So we'll see if that trend kind of sort of continues. Maybe the first team to five tonight is going to take it. If the Rays can force a game seven, then they will have to play their third winner-take-all game this postseason. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, they won the first two, so we should see a very exciting end to this series over the next couple of days. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, it's been a weird regular season and postseason because of coronavirus, but at the end of the day, I'm happy a baseball season happened. Definitely. I agree. So in the NFL this week, is it time to panic in New England? Yes. 33-6, to Patriots lost to the 49ers. They are not looking good. Is it Stidham time? No. Is it Stidham no, time yet? No, it's not. It's just not. I agree with Bill that right now it sure seems like Cam is the least of three evils from what we've seen so far. I mean, Cam didn't play well last week. Stidham didn't play well last week. Hoyer didn't play well against Kansas City. So what are you going to do? You're going to keep Cam. Look at what he did against Seattle. No other quarterback could do what he did. Absolutely right. I His ceiling is certainly the highest three. out of all three of the quarterbacks on their roster. But the problem is that none of them have an exceptionally high floor. When they're mm-hmm. bad, yep. they're real bad. Absolutely. And that's what we've been witnessing over the past yep. couple of weeks here. Based off of the game on Sunday, do you blame the quarterbacks, Cam and Stidham, for both having horrible games? Or do you blame in the front office, the head coach for having poor wide receivers, a not so efficient offensive line, and really no targets that are top 10 in the league. I was thinking about that too over the weekend, and I think I came to the consensus that it is on the front office at this point and Belichick because it feels like they were unprepared, not just for that game, but for the season. The team went through a lot being the one team in the league who had the most players opt out of the season, and that definitely hurt. But you still have three sort of viable quarterbacks on the roster, and that is one position where they've taken a hit. Wide receiver is a position that they struggled with last year as well, so you definitely can't blame that on the opt-outs. But ultimately, I agree it's the front office. This game specifically, I think you definitely have to include the defense in there. Correct. Because you don't win a whole lot of games when you give up 33 points, Mm -hmm. but a lot of changes have to happen very quickly if this team sees themselves in the playoffs and trying to make a run late because right now the only team below us in the division is the Jets. (laughs) So to answer your question, Chris, I don't think it's time to panic yet. I think there's still plenty of games left. There's plenty of football to be played. And I'm super excited to see how it goes about in the coming weeks. I don't think it's time yet. Not I yet. disagree. I like your optimism, but I'm panicking. <laughs> I'm panicking too. I say, I'm panicking I say too. If, if this continues, yes. But I say right now, I don't think, I mean, it is halfway through the season, but I don't think it's time to panic just yet. We've seen what Bill can do. We've seen what the offense can do. It was one bad game. Against two bad a pretty, games. It was two bad games. Two bad games <laughs> against a pretty decent team. I know they were 3-3 three and three going into it. So, again, they're 3-3, three and three, but they're the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Just okay. wait. Let's, don't panic let's yet. move on Just and don't panic examine yet. a couple other games from this week in the NFL. The Patriots are certainly missing Tom Brady as he put up 369 yards and four touchdowns in a 45-20 win over the Raiders on Sunday. And Tampa Bay is adding another weapon with Antonio Brown. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in with all those guys that they have. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, all those guys that he has at his disposal. Yeah, statistically speaking, Godwin's been the number one guy so far. 
I know that Mike Evans' fantasy owners certainly haven't been having a great year with that pick. So Thank far. you. I appreciate you, Mike Evans. He's had a couple big games, but the addition of Antonio Brown, if he gets into that rotation and really sees a good amount of targets, then Evans is going to take more of a hit in production. But we'll see if he can really get his head on straight and be a productive member of that team. In other games around the NFL this week, Arizona picked up a 37-34 win over the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, that was a a shootout on a Sunday night. The NFC West has been real fun to watch this year. Yep, and the Cardinals are taking it. We'll see. We'll you see. don't look as wrong now. Yes. <laughs> <You're acting> like <laughs> episode five yep. or whatever. I ain't making the cut on this wrong on this one. The Detroit Lions picked up a 23-22 victory over the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. The Pittsburgh Steelers remain the last unbeaten team with a 27-24 win over the Titans. Yeah, Goskowski's inconsistency reared its ugly head once again, missed a game-tying field goal with seconds left in that one, which gave Pittsburgh the win. But then going back to that Falcons game, too, through seven games, this was the fourth time the Falcons have held a win probability of 98.9% or higher, but they've only won one of those games. (laughs) They've blown three different significant leads, and this was just another example of that. The Falcons have not been able to close this year, and that lends to their 1-6 record, and I really don't see things changing anytime soon. And that's what's happening around pro sports. All right, as you continue to listen to our weekly released episodes every Friday, be sure to follow us on our official Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages. You can type in Curry College Athletics to find our Facebook and YouTube page, and you can type the handle at Curry Kernels to find us on Instagram and Twitter. And like I said, we release episodes weekly on every Friday at the end of the week. You can check out those episodes wherever you get your podcasts. That would be Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and of course, Anchor. So be sure to check us out every Friday. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10, everybody. We have made it to double digits. Thank you to our guests today, Bella Shields, Allison Daigle, Haley Ferreira, and Owen Bynum. We will chat with you all again next week. Bye, guys. See ya. See you next week.